spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. And welcome to the year in review episode of Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm Jump Pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Ah, not doing too bad. I'm kind of excited Christmas is over. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was an interesting Christmas. It was cold as hell. And I, it's going to be in the 30s, 40s next week, which is weird. But uh, how was uh, your festivities? It was good. Uh, hang out with the family. You know, we uh, we had our steaks. We kind of, you know, went to my brother's house. We had a big gift exchange. It was really good. Um, you know, not much. Uh, I did pretty well getting my niece and nephew a uh, toy this year for Christmas. I got them laser tag. So once again, had a successful Christmas buying <laughs> <laughs> experience. So I know I did pretty good. My I always get something for my godchild. I got her like this. Do you remember those, like, I think it was sand in them, and you would, like, turn the knobs and draw a picture? Yes. So it was like that, but it was, like, a drawing one, and actually had colors on it. She really liked that, so I was good. I was uh, proud of that. And my nephew, I got him <laughs> a uh, remote control spider. He really likes spiders. Okay. His, his dad was a little scared of it, but they showed me a video of him playing with it, and he... He seems to be enjoying it, so uh, I thought that was kind of fun. That's good. How old's your nephew now? Is he just past one? Uh, year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. Yeah, they they're pretty easy to buy for up until about two years old. Then all of a sudden they become very like discerning. It's it's kind of weird how it happens. But <laughs> they don't, they don't yeah, call normally the- they'll they'll love the box that it comes in. Yeah. So. Yeah, watching him with his Christmas gifts, he gets very focused on one thing and doesn't pay attention to any of the other things. Yeah, that never ends. So, <laughs> yeah, my uh, so my sister got my niece and my nephew um, these like cool like kids smartwatches that they can like take pictures with. They have a flashlight on them. They do heart rate. All of that stuff. So for the first hour, they were just constantly like staring at their wrist. And then once uh, they started getting bored with that, then they opened up mine. And I was like, all right, here we go. Let's see how I did. (laughs) But then uh, I kind of I had a little taste of what it's like to be a parent on Christmas and having, you know, the kid. Basically, you always hear about the horror of like, you know, when the uncles and aunts get the get the kids like a light up, you know, really loud toy. Because they were playing with that for about an hour and a half. The guns were just lining up and, you know, being really loud. So I kind of understand that now. But yeah, uh, real quick here. I remember my mom got Jesse's kids all these like shotguns, fake shotguns. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Four boys (laughs) shooting each other with four shotguns that make noises and shit for hours. And I was like, okay, I think it's time to go home now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, my mom used to do the thing where 
you know, like how all those old school toys had the little com- computer chip in them that kind of ran everything. Yeah. She would basically like open up the back of it and break that so that <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't do any of the sounds or the lighting up <laughs> or the moving. So that is a big brain move right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> Well, she was a, a veteran mom, so <laughs> she got some tricks of the trade there. All right. Well, guys, this is our actual annual year in review in the conspiracy world. And I'll look forward into the following year with some very educated guesses. So I usually do the year in review. So we'll go there first. Now, there's some there's a pattern I've kind of noticed over this past year that there's not a lot necessarily in the conspiracy world, but there's yeah. a lot of tragedy in the world that's not, you know, it's just fact. It's not speculation or anything. A lot of turmoil in the world. We'll be talking about a little bit of that. But uh, yeah, it's been it, like 2020, obviously, that year was popping. 2021, oh, yeah. pretty good. 2022, we're calming down a little bit. Yeah, this has been kind of like the realest time that we've had, probably since 2016. So 2016, it just, the conspiracy world just blew up. And it's been fucking haymaker after haymaker ever since. But we kind of got hit by an overhand right of reality coming out of quarantine. Yeah. So it's, I'm guessing you can guess the main group of the the conspiracies because they just, they just never give it up. And uh, once we get there, I did try to find opposing conspiracies such as them, but I just, I can't find them. But uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. We're going to kick off with UFOs. We are, again, UFOs, really dry this year. There's not any, like, you know, signature UFO events. I couldn't find any. Either search engines have scrubbed them all, or I just can't find them. But we do have an update on the government program that we talked about last year. I think they're doing some interesting things, not in a positive way either. After the past couple of years, we've been hit by a deluge of kind of supposed, you know, either disclosure by government organizations or kind of like these outside organizations who claim to be in contact with government organizations, that sort of situations. So really though, this past year, it's kind of been the fallout from all of the disclosures from the past few years kind of sticking around. We haven't been hit by any like real big ones. The big one from a couple years ago was the the Tic Tac, the video of the Tic Tac UFO. That's still kind of hanging around, but we haven't had any like really huge ones. No like really big disclosures in the past 12 months. We're going to talk exactly about that Tic Tac. Tic Tac actually, Phil, it's uh. I think there's a little bit of a scrub job going on here, but okay. uh, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get there. Now we're gonna kick off here with NASA. Okay, now after the recent disclosure of the UAPs by the government, apparently NASA has decided to select a team of 16 individuals to look into these mysterious UAPs. It will be led by astrophysicists by the name of David Spurgle and other members who will specialize in a range of things such as astrobiology, data science, oceanography, genetics, policy, and planetary science. Now, 
what's interesting is this study is going to last approximately nine months, but they've made it clear the goal is not to determine what the UAPs are, but to figure out the best method to study the UAP phenomena. Now, what's interesting is from what I can see, NASA setting this up has nothing to do or was not coordinated by ARPO, which is kind of the the group that was set up by the government or the Pentagon to to look into this stuff. So yeah. Uh, and NASA has set on record the UAP videos that they have seen. They do not believe they are of extraterrestrial origin. So okay. I do think it's interesting that NASA has stuck its foot out and said, we're going to go ahead and look into this or look into how to study this stuff ourselves. I wonder if this is just kind of like putting out a face, kind of like making it seem like they're doing something. Like, not a real majestic, you know, the majestic 16, basically. (laughs) It's not a real majestic group. It's more of these are kind of like, like they kind of, you know, a gaggle of experts that they kind of wheel out just to say like, oh, what you're seeing isn't real. Like, are they going back to kind of like the old, the old ways? Or are these people actually going to be, you know, like really doing anything? I don't know. It's interesting that they aren't necessarily studying what has been presented already. They're just (laughs) like, really like they're setting up methods on how to capture it when they see it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I guess the old 1960s method of firing a missile at it doesn't (laughs) quite work anymore (laughs) in the Soviet method of shooting it out of the sky and pulling apart the bodies. That's not quite, uh, you know, now, you know, with the uh, cancel culture nowadays, you got to be real careful. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because I literally finished watching that Challenger documentary about the yeah. the shuttle that blew up. And I think my I realized that NASA isn't quite the pillar stone it once was. Granted, did you watch that documentary? Uh no, I have not. I've seen a bunch of stuff on Challenger. I've never seen I don't know if I've seen exactly what you're talking about. It's on Netflix. It's very good. Um it's funny because the whole space shuttle program is a perfect kind of correlation to the presidency of Ronald Reagan where it was all about money, you know what I mean? Yes. And false promises of money and all this shit. So it's not really shocking that that eventually happened, but uh, those astronauts, man, they are a brave bunch or crazy. I don't, I don't really know. Well, up at, I mean, at that point, really, like space travel was seen as kind of like a routine thing before that that incident. I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, it was covered kind of in schools, but it's not like people really cared. It was just another shuttle mission going going up into space it wasn't really seen as that big of a deal it's kind of it was seen as you know this almost as common kind of as like just a plane taking off you know what i mean it's not like back in the 20s you would have seen like a plane taking off and been like holy shit you know but then like 40 years later not a big deal kind of the same for space travel once you you know once you've seen it on a lot of those people had grown up with it you know since like the 50s they as kids they had seen it over and over again. It was really just kind of commonplace. 
So I think, but then after that, people realize like, oh shit, this is still dangerous. You know, <laughs> I think the whole, I, I mean, from the documentary, the whole idea of the program was to slowly chip away at, you know, allowing normal people to get up there. Obviously, the first normal person to ever actually get into the spacecraft was killed, but uh, which isn't a great look, but uh, no, you know, <laughs> not quite. You got to remember too, all, anything that NASA puts up there, anything like the those old shuttles, anything new, kind of anything from the space program is really like built by the, you know, the lowest bidder, you know, cheapest, fastest, you know, just put it together. And there's, there's all sorts of regulations and everything, but your regulations are only as good as the people enforcing them. So if these people are kind of put under pressure to get this thing out there, you know, get this product to market, then, you know, some shit can happen. So, I mean, that's why it blew up because of money and, uh, pressure to set a routine or set a schedule, but uh, yeah, do you know how much it's going to cost to launch tomorrow? Get it up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care if they die. Uh, anyway, oh, they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone else was doing their job. It'll be fine. Right now, like I said, there's not been any substantial big, you know, big dick UFO sightings, but there has been a big uptick in people reporting sightings, um, especially in Florida and New York, which is interesting, but there's nothing really substantial that has like proof to it. It's just people saying that they saw stuff, you know, the recent one, this actually happened like a few weeks ago. Um, it was in Wisconsin. Okay. So take that with a grain of salt. Yep. And they were drunk and (laughs) messed out. So, so they took a, they took a picture of, this here, you can see it. They saw weird lights in the skies. This was seen by multiple people. Um, it does look a little weird. They say, though, it's probably somebody's Christmas display, like a Christmas <laughs> yeah. light display. You know, if you were to just see this, obviously, it where the lights are it can make a UFO shape, right? Yeah. So Kind of that... Kind of that halo shape you you imagine. You can kind of connect the dots with your brain and see like, you know, the saucer shape to it, the big cylinder. If I'll admit, if I the saw disc. if I saw this and I was in bumfuck nowhere, Wisconsin, I'd probably start to question what the hell it was. Oh yeah, well shit. I was at one time, I was living out in Temp where there's like a you know shit ton of lights out there there's street lights there's you know airplanes there's the airport just down the street there's airplanes coming by i saw two drones flying in the sky and for about maybe three seconds i swore it was a ufo and then i saw them kind of separate and come back together and i realized they were drones but yeah you see something just unusual and your brain automatically just starts trying to rationalize so yeah it's i don't know i'm i'm hoping one day i'll see something weird but there's so much air traffic it's hard to decipher the difference yeah the the crazy thing is if you did see something weird your brain would rationalize it and make you think like oh no that's just a fucking airplane and then you wouldn't even think about it no you know that's very unless it was extremely weird something like you know beyond the pale that would probably cause you to like really fucking wonder what the hell it was. But something kind of that could be seen as mundane, your brain would automatically just like get that reptilian type of brain. Like, are we fed? Are we fucking, you know, sheltered? Okay, we're fine. Just keep going. Head (laughs) forward. (laughs) 
Hey, right. Now go off and consume. <laughs> All right. Now, as mentioned a little bit, uh, we discussed this new group that was being formed by the government to research these UAPs. Um, mm-hmm. It's called the stupid name All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office or ARPO. Um, now, apparently, this year, okay, 2022, they have received more than 140 new reports from U.S. military personnel. They wanted him to report when they see stuff, and they are reporting it. Now, here, uh, Mr. Director of ARPO, Sean Kirkpatrick, uh, he was very quick to point out that not a single one of the reports are weird, and they cannot be attributed to <laughs> unknown flying objects. Thank you, <laughs> Sean Kirkpatrick. Thank you very much for your 140 uh, rep- new reports. We instantly red stamped them normal the moment that they came in. So thank you for that and go fuck yourself. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> they want people to report stuff, but then they're just like, no, nah, it's it's nothing. And those famous videos that we all saw. And I'm pretty sure last year they admitted they didn't know what they were. I think we actually covered that. Um, I'm going to play a little clip. And now they've decided they know what it is. So that's kind of what we're going to check out here, which I think is where I'm saying, I think the scrub job is underway. Before we launch this, I just, I had this image in my head, kind of like a family guy montage where this arrow group, the Sean Kirkpatrick guy, anytime that a report comes in or a video comes in, he's got one of those like spinning wheels. And then it just kind of lands on like swamp gas or <laughs> Venus or something like that, where it just tick, 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 tick. Swamp gas. That's what this one is. <laughs> oh, you're just seeing Neptune, man. It's all it is. It's yeah. all you're seeing up there. You see, here's the thing. Jupiter and the planetoid Ceres were in sync, and it caused a large UFO-looking thing to be in front of your face. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened. Now go fuck yourself and get back to work, that's, by the way. That's basically what he's saying. He's like, you can report it, but we're going to just pretend like it's nothing. Yeah. Hey, uh, fucking MP or security forces guy or whatever, you know, branch you're in. You know, usually it's gate watchers. Usually it's the uh, kind of like the security personnel on these base who sees this shit. The ones who are kind of going around and looking at shit. Don't you, don't you have a gate to watch? Don't you have a job to do? Why don't you <laughs> stick to that? We don't, we don't pay you just above minimum wage to keep your eyes open. Now keep your <laughs> eyes open. God damn it. Watch out for Al-Qaeda. Now, I want us to watch, and you guys will be able to hear this, uh, I think, kind of funny YouTube video. It was posted about a month ago, so this must be their yearly debriefing. And I think they claim they've solved all the uh, the big UFOs videos that they didn't know what they were last year, as I mentioned. So we'll go ahead and listen to this. You ready, Phil? Yep, ready. Let's go. Here we go. NBC News, it's committed to the principles of openness and accountability to the American people, which it must balance with its obligation to protect sensitive information, sources, and methods. Intelligence officials have been able to explain some of the unidentified aerial phenomena or UAP sightings in the past, telling lawmakers last year these glowing pyramid shapes flying over a Navy destroyer off the coast of California were likely drones captured through night vision. (laughs) Military officials now telling the Times this sighting, which appears to show an object flying at incredible speeds, could be an illusion. Whatever is in the video might only be flying at around 30 miles an hour. Well, if there's a thing. 
They also tell the Times this rotating object flying near Navy pilots is a result of the optics of a classified image sensor used to help target weapons. What was splashed? splashed. Still there. All right, and uh, there is the YouTube clip I found there. It, I don't, I don't know. It just seems a little too convenient to me. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, it has to be UFOs, but it's just like they didn't know what it was a year ago, and they openly said that, and now all of a sudden they have all these magical explanations, especially the one they say is going 30 miles an hour. Yeah. I don't know. What did you that, think? So, well, what I was going to start with was actually that one. So, I mean, the best explanation, well, they said it might be a reflection. I have heard about that one. They believe it might be the aircraft that's actually taking the film. It might be that aircraft's shadow on the water traveling with them. I've heard okay. that kind of explanation, but they claim that it was only traveling 30 miles an hour. That thing looked like it was going about 2,000 miles an hour. <laughs> if you kind of watched it just like, you know, going extremely fast, like over the water. Right. So, yeah, it looked a little bit faster than 30 miles an hour, unless they're claiming that it was really, really far away and its source was only going 30 miles. An hour. So. It, I mean, it could be. I just I don't have a lot of faith in Arpo, to be honest. You see, here's here's the thing. There was a county fair and a child lost his balloon and it was way up in the sky. You see, this is how it Kind of one of those situations where, I don't know, their explanations for things only sound like a little bit more kind of based in science than like maybe I would say, yeah, you know, yeah. if I looked up and they said, besides aliens, what do you think that is? Uh, I don't know, a fucking satellite. That's exactly what they said. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a fucking satellite. That's all that is, you know. I like that. It's an error from a classified sensor. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the blind spot in a sensor. They're claiming like that's what it, that's what that little dot is, you know, or that little thing moving back and forth really quick. Yeah. So I can I can see if some sensor actually does kind of have a blind spot, but the people who would know definitely about that thing's blind spot is the people who are trained to use it. The people, you know, taking that video being like, what the fuck is that? They would know that there's a blind spot there because there would always be a blind spot there. Right. You know, it's I don't know. I think everybody was excited. The government was going to be transparent about everything. And I really think it's just, you know, same old shit, man. I don't think it's going to change. Yeah. Well, the only thing you can depend on the government for in a situation like this is for them to lie. Yeah. So the moment that they tell you it's aliens, that's what you really have to be worried about because it's not aliens. They're covering up something worse. So, right. That's what I always kind of think of. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, well, anyway, Definitely. that uh, that pretty much does it for our alien segment here. We're going to take an immediate heel turn. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, some of our fans who have given us negative reviews might not appreciate this next section, but it has to be talked about because it is a conspiracy. I don't know. There's no other way around it. Now, 
as no surprise, the uh, Trump voters are finding unique ways to expound Donald Trump's message that the 2020 vote was rigged and those filthy Democrats had to have cheated for sleepy Joe Biden to have won the election. Now, definitely after being unable to find any tangible truth from fucking almost two years now of trying a new conspiracy has surfaced claiming that they have found irrefutable evidence that the Democrats are cheating. And this conspiracy has been given the name of check the Wi-Fi. Now, <laughs> have you, <laughs> have you heard of this? No, no, I haven't heard of this. Okay. Well, pretty much nothing to talk about here. I'll just tell you what it is now. Right. Ch check the Wi-Fi is essentially claiming that the poll machines are connected to a to a certain Wi-Fi and that people are easily able to hack in and change the votes in favor of Joe Biden or any other Democratic candidate or somebody they just don't like. Now, I have a few Twitter messages here, kind of funny. One Twitter user named Mimi of Four Crazies, uh, she posted, why are all the Wi-Fi connections for election and poll pad at my voting location in Pelham, Alabama? The connections are complex guest, election, PCC event, and Palham guest. Now, another Twitter user named Nuclear Maga Babs <laughs> posted yep. breaking, reported by the Citizen Patriot on Facebook, Lancaster County, Lincoln, Nebraska, at least five reports of Wi Fi addresses showing up at a polling places. Sheriff is on the way to investigate. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's he's, <laughs> he's right on his way to get out there and investigate that. You gonna don't you worry your don't you worry your little butt girl. It's fine. You gonna fuck with nuclear MAGA Babs? Woo. Yeah. I love this <laughs> citizen patriot on face. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so funny because well, I mean, living in Arizona, kind of they talk about a lot of Arizonans believe that the election was rigged, um, especially in this last, the 2022 kind of midterm elections. They believe it was all rigged. The thing about pretty much all of the polling places out in Maricopa County and when I was living out in Penal County is it's all paper ballots that you write on and then they go into a computer to be, you know, tabulated by the computer. There isn't really anything to do with kind of like voting on computer that, you know, it's not a computer thing. They're all backed up by paper ballots yeah. and then the paper ballots also get counted. So it's, it's a double, you know, there's a double count pretty much. Well, I think you pretty, they, you pretty much nailed it on the head there, Phil. Like the, the thing that people are noticing, okay. The Wi-Fi connections for poll pads, right? Um, yeah. these are not the voting machines. The poll pads are used to check in when you want to vote and then confirm you actually are registered to vote and then mark the polling location. The voting machines, as you said, not connected to the Internet in any way. They yeah. use the same thing with the fucking, um, whatchamacallit, like the, what are the tests they have you take in school where you circle the dots? Oh, those, yeah, the Encrypton whatever tests. Yeah. Um, what I forgot what the, it's been years. They told but, you you're stupid, basically. 
Yeah, exactly. They told you you didn't pay attention in class. Which <laughs> yeah. I, I knew I didn't pay attention in class. I was there, you know, <laughs> doodling on my fucking notebook. But yeah, no, the thing is, if they are on any kind of network, it's completely closed. You know, they they aren't really, as far as I know, the ones that I've been, you know, kind of using and the ones that I've learned about aren't really connected to the broader Internet or any kind of real like outside network. It's all kind of closed. You can't put them on kind of like with the whole the nuclear launch systems that the United States uses. They're still using those giant ass fucking floppy disk things that you like slam into a fucking computer board so that you don't need to have them on these big kind of network computers. It's all closed in. You want to, you know, reduce the risk of any tampering. So you close it all off. Also, most places still use paper which is kind of, you know, either paper or paper mixed with kind of like a, you know, a tabulating system. There hasn't really been a huge push to go towards some kind of like computer voting in most places. I'm pretty sure there are, you know, in some places there is computer voting, but those are all closed systems also, I believe. Yeah, I got the last time I voted and this might be just Minnesota. They had a fucking paper registry for voting. They didn't even have a fucking poll pad. Um, but yeah, it's. I remember you fill out the ballot, put it in the little machine, it sucks it in, and then you're done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't even do it yourself. You basically, they don't even allow you to put it in the machine anymore. Basically, you have to hand it off, and they, like, you see them putting it in the machine. If it's a small enough place. If it's one of the bigger places... I believe that they take it off and then put it in because they have so many. But the place that I voted, basically, I had to put it in like this envelope deal. They took it, took it out of the envelope and put it in like I wasn't allowed to go anywhere near the machine. So I think the moral of the story here is there probably wasn't any voter fraud. I I'm sorry, not on a mass level. There was voter fraud. Um, they caught the people, a lot of them who are voting actually voted for Trump for the fraud, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. That's over. It's just, I don't know when they're going to give it up, but, uh, it's QAnon circles just keeps, keeps at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is it all goes in kind of like the ebbs and flows kind of deal. You know, one party does really well for a little bit, then, you know, the government, Obviously, some shitty things happen. People vote for the other party. People have to realize it's two wings on the same bird. You know, really, that's the that's the problem is where <laughs> everything bad that happened is the government. It doesn't matter which party's in charge. It's all kind of, you know, the same body is doing the bad shit every time. Yeah. It's all bureaucracy. That's yeah. what's fucking you is the bureaucracy. Not the fucking, you know, elected officials. It's the people who have been in power for 40 years that you've never voted for. That's what's getting you. I think IRS, those fuckers. <laughs> I think if you really wanted like some massive change, you'd literally have to vote in third party people or something like that. And unfortunately, in the United States, it's never going to happen. The problem with that is all of those people are fucking crazy. And then all of a sudden you give crazy people a taste of that money and power. Who knows what they're going to do? You would need to clear them out two years after you got them in too, because they would be just as fucking corrupt. There's yeah. no way. 
They would never stay clean. You couldn't keep them clean for three months <laughs> before the money starts fucking coming in. I you know, uh, all this like the mob shit. Bags of money just start coming in, and they're voting for whatever you know the people at the top tell them to. Well, I mean, they all do that. They just pretend they don't. Um, but okay, let's move on to the next one here. Unfortunately, again. We have a bit of a theme going on here. Um, <laughs> we need to talk about this because I think this is really interesting. And I, I remember it happening, but I, I didn't really know much of the details about it. Basically, on August 8th, 2022, the FBI raided the Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach, Florida, which was Donald Trump's non-summer home. <laughs> Never heard that yep. term before. Uh, because they believed he had taken top secret documents from the White House after his departure in January of 2021. Now, they did find documents. Apparently, they found 10,000 documents in his home. Seems like quite a bit there. Um, yep. These numbers I'm going to read, read you are folders, okay? So they found two U.S. government documents marked uh, confidential, 15 folders of U.S. documents marked secret, Seven U.S. documents marked top secrets. They found 69 U.S. government documents and photos without classification markings. But here's where it gets weird is they found 43 empty folders with classified stamps and 28 folders empty labeled return to staff, secretary and military aid. So I don't know. They've never found these missing documents doesn't seem like a great look for an ex-president. I don't... What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. After the uh, fucking Uber Eats guy showed up and dropped off the Happy Meals, maybe <laughs> that's when some of these documents went missing. So Very true. Um, yeah, I don't know. what. Why would he take these in the first place? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't know. From what I've heard, apparently he thought that... They, since they were kind of documents that were given to him or that he kind of handled, he thought that they were his. Um, kind of like after you go to the bank and they hand you that big folder of shit that you've yeah. never read before. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that situation where it's like, do I leave this or do I keep it? Like, what, what do I do with this pile of shit? <laughs> I guess he kind of thought it was like that. Um, I will say, let's see, confidential. So all of those are kind of different levels of, you know, secrecy, obviously confidential being the lowest um, secret and then top secret. There are supposedly higher levels of like kind of like secret classifications than top secrets. I've never really heard of them or, you know, like in any of my dealings with, you know, fucking military shit. But yeah, so the one that is kind of scary definitely would be the 28 folders labeled return to staff secretary slash military aid. It sounds like those might be the ones that have kind of like possibly harmful or potentially still active, like military, you know, either postings, basings, kind of like where shit's going. You know, so you sensitive information. So you think that's what those are? Those folders? I don't know exactly, but um, going back, like kind of what's supposed to be a return to military aid, um, they may be returned to military aid so that they can be, you know, kind of like stored or whatever. You know, maybe they're defunct information by that point. You know, information is you know Valuable. a lot of these classifications have kind of 
expiration dates because a lot of information isn't really you know that harmful after maybe six months or two years or whatnot but right. i would be worried about the empty folders yeah just because I... the unknown exactly and the thing like you said if he thought they were his and he didn't know he wasn't supposed to take them why would he fight them so bad if they gave him subpoenas to give them back because i yeah, my I... understanding is there was two subpoenas issued before the raid yeah i don't i mean maybe it's just because i'm just just a normal dude but like <laughs> if i left a job and there were ten thousand documents i would be like you guys get to keep these right like i don't have to take them or you know like i had a pretty big i was a pretty big deal i was the president of the united states i don't have to put these in the dumpster do i <laughs> can i just leave this shit that's so many pieces of paper yeah, I would be more worried about like upper deckering the fucking toilet after I left the job of presidency. I wouldn't give a fuck about documents. I'd be like, no, no, I'm done. Fuck the next guy. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Well, it uh the thing is, is I looked high and low. I haven't really seen any update on what they're doing at this point. Maybe it's nothing, I don't know. And the other thing that you pretty much know is not gonna go anywhere is when Congress creates a committee. You know, oh, yeah, it's just something they do for strictly face value, nothing else. Um, so they have currently a committee seeing if there should be charges about the insurrection that happened uh, January 6, 2021 um, against Donald Trump. But like I said, when you hear a committee, that means nothing's happening. So yeah. I wouldn't put much of anything on that. Like, I'm pretty sure none of nothing's going to happen to him. Yeah, if there's some trouble of brewing and they decide to put a committee in charge of it, you're probably fine. If they yeah. decide to put in a special investigator in charge of it, it might be time to shit your pants. Because <laughs> just <laughs> this guy's just special investigator. It's like, oh, fuck. He's going to be digging in everything. I mean, if you got a collection of Congress people, yeah. they probably aren't talking about what they're supposed to. They're probably talking about... So their mansions, yeah, their mansions or whatever they do, the freaky deaky shit they do in their house. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Dressing up like an owl and fucking each other, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like a lot of there are. So Congress is made up of mostly ne'er-do-well fucking do nothing fucks. But there are a couple of people who, you know, haven't really dipped their dick in the money supply yet. You got to watch out for them, maybe. But for the most part, I would say most of the people in Congress are pretty much neutered. So I, think there, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think there's a lot of people like that, but they get so beaten down by yeah. the other ones that they eventually just fall in line. That is true. There is like the whip who is kind of in charge of keeping everyone in line. And then there's maybe some really powerful people like in a few like seats who get most of the money brought into their state or they have a lot of the influence kind of like the Lindsey Grahams yeah. or, you know, a few of the other ones, uh, Pelosi, you know, the ones who you actually hear about, you yeah. gotta be worried about them. But then there's the ones who are just kind of there, you know, yeah, it's kind of, just kind of <laughs> showing up to work, basically treating it like fucking the fry job at McDonald's. Yeah. You know, they're there, they cook the fries, they do the shit, but you know, they're not investing in the company. No, you know? no, absolutely not. Well, since we got a lot to cover, we'll keep going here. Now, this right. one, I want to put a thing. We're going to talk about the Ukraine war. Yep. 
the if we've learned anything, war is a very complicated thing. There is a lot going on and a lot that we don't have any idea um, about, you know, the total losses, what's going on, the battles, the deaths, the yada, yada. You know what I mean? Um, So we're going to focus on, oh, the other thing I guess I forgot to mention here is I've noticed a lot is you have the West propaganda, which you... Don't know if you can really believe. And then you have Russia's propaganda, which is even worse. So it's like. Which you know you can't believe. No. So it's like it's hard to get a gauge of what is actually going on there. Um, One site I saw is they've estimated the deaths between Russian soldiers, Ukrainian soldiers, and civilians has been around 200,000, which quite a few people, um, you know, it, uh, what did it start this year, right? So. Yep. a lot of death. Uh, but now what I was focusing on here is Vladimir Putin apparently was aggressive because he believes in something called the Golden Billion. You ever heard of this? No, I have not. Okay. this Now, this conspir- conspiracy has apparently been in existence since the end of the Soviet Union. And basically at its core, it claims there is a cabal. I love that term. Of yeah. one billion global elites that seek to the seek to hoard the wor- world's wealth and resources, and kind of leaving everybody else to suffer. In July of 2022, while the war was going on, Putin said in a speech, "The model of total domination of the so-called golden billion is unfair. Why should this golden billion of global?" of the globe dominate over everyone and impose its own rules of behavior. He went on to describe the cabal's plan as quote, racist and neo-colonial in its essence. Putin believes that the West is attempting to divide the world into its superior countries. And that kind of all the quote unquote, second rate countries will be left to suffer. So I do think there's a global elite. It's definitely not a billion though. No, it's not a billion people. That a whole billion people of elites. That is, yeah, that's quite a lot. Basically, you're involving everyone down to the assistant manager. Dairy <laughs> yeah. Queen. If you're yeah. saying that it's a billion people, like that's a lot of motherfuckers. Also, Putin is possibly the richest man on earth. You think if there's so? anyone who is a fucking in the golden billion, it's Putin and his fucking his buddies. Right. You know? I mean, I get, I'm not going to say, I get why he thinks the West is against them because they are, and <laughs> they've basically, NATO has surrounded his country, Um, you know, obviously it doesn't mean you should start a war, but uh, this whole conspiracy is very clearly uh, propaganda. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I'm on. The whole thing, the only thing I have wrong with it is that there's too many. Golden yeah. billion. It's more like golden million. If you he said million. there's a golden million out there of a million elites, I'd be like, eh, number's still a little high, but yeah. I think the number is closer to fucking uh, maybe a dozen or, or two dozen. I was going to say maybe you know? 50. Maybe 50, yeah. Two dozen families. Yeah. Say like say like the, a very powerful patriarch and his heir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's or the husband and wife combo or something like that. A small family like the the fucking Walmart family. 
You know, one oh, of that situation. Waltons. Yeah. You know, Bezos. Jeff Bezos and the couple of clones that he drags around for their work. <laughs> that situation. Not a billion people. Just like I said, you're starting to get into like assistant manager of Dairy Queen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just too many. Too many fucking people. Now, uh, let's let's go to QAnon here. It's really strange they're pro-Russia, but um, they believe that Putin, it, it was okay that he invaded Ukraine because Putin basically, or QAnon, I should say, claimed that the United States has been developing bioweapons within Ukraine, and basically Putin wanted to put an end to it because the bioweapon's very dangerous. So QAnon yep. and Donald Trump have been pounding the table for the quote-unquote drain the swamp and get rid of the evil evil cabal around the world, obviously what Putin's saying here. Now, yep. which is true with most of QAnon's things, they're a smidge right. There yep. is, in fact, biolabs that the United States government does have involvement with in the Ukraine but they are all funded and controlled by the Ukrainian government. And apparently, I don't really know what this means, but they were established in 2005 to, quote, prevent the proliferation of dangerous pathogens and related expertise and to minimize potential biological threats. That sounds like more of a health thing than a bioweapon thing. What do you think? It kind of sounds like um, where... The the place that COVID was invented, the Wuhan lab, <laughs> whatever. It sounds like one of those kind of like where they're where they're kind of like, you know, supersizing these pathogens or, you know, all of this shit, these viruses. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. don't really I don't really think that they're making biological weapons as much as they're creating these super viruses to study and to create, you know, antiviral you know, medicine for basically. Yeah, yeah it's. I I don't think they created COVID. That's my opinion. I assume you were being sarcastic, but... Uh, no, I'm not. I believe they created COVID. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I would assume these biolabs, if people knew what was going on inside of there, they'd be quite scared, but also it uh, it's kind of a necessary evil. Um, what is the one in New York has the last known thing of smallpox, I think? Uh the, smallpox is still out there what is there's one of them that they have in a lab and there's like a huge debate if they should destroy it or keep it in case it comes back i don't remember is which it one. ebola no i mean ebola's hasn't gone anywhere um ebola's still there yeah it's one of them maybe it's i don't know which one it was maybe i swear it was a strain of smallpox but i could be wrong oh like Maybe the most dangerous strain of smallpox, are you saying? It could that be. kind of deal? Yeah. They have oh, okay. one of them that was really bad. And I remember there's a debate if they should just destroy it or not. But if you destroy it and it comes back, then I, I don't know. I'm not a chemist here. But uh, yeah, it, people it, in the military still get the smallpox inoculation. Mm. Uh, basically, like they rub it into your arm with a needle kind of deal. Oh, okay. So you still do get, you know, the prevention for smallpox. It is still out there. Obviously, in the United States, you're not going to catch it. But, you know, other places you might. You've been to Alabama? Or it, they could use it as a bioweapon is what they're more worried yeah, about. Yeah, very so true. That's and probably actually, let me, let me rephrase that. They're probably more worried about it being used as a bioweapon than as something you might catch out in the water. 
So maybe smallpox is kind of taken out, but I do believe there are still some places where you can catch smallpox. Ooh. So like the Japanese dropping the bubonic plague on villages, that was uh that was kind of a scary thing. Ooh, are you talking about the kind of like the Japanese version of like the Nazi labs? Well, the, remember back in World they, War II? Remember they did drop it on some little villages, I think in China. Um they like dropped bubonic plague in something and dropped it over these villages and then killed all the people. Oh, okay. No. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard about the atrocity that the Imperial Army kind of committed during that war, but yeah. I don't have it right in front of me. So. Oh, that it's well, listen to hardcore history, you'll know. Um, all right, you ready for the next one? All right, let's hit it. All right. Now the last two are a little more fun, not quite so serious. So Somehow, I completely missed this conspiracy. I don't know how maybe you did as well, but apparently the world was supposed to come to an end on September 24th, 2022. Now, this conspiracy all began when Friedrich Merz, whom was the leader of the, I fucking hate this party name, Germany's Christian Democratic Union Party, <laughs> said in his speech, this 24th, September 2022, is going to be a day which we will remember and we're going to say about this day in the future that I remember where I was when I got the news of the war in Ukraine. Now, naturally, QAnon, they were on the case right after hearing this, claiming there was going to be a false flag set up by those goddamn Democrats. Have you heard this at all? No, I haven't. Do they think that just because this party has the word democratic in the name that it's affiliated with the Democratic Party in the United States? <laughs> I think it's because he gave a date in the future that hadn't happened yet. And okay. So basically, he's, well, I'll tell you how it ends, but obviously, but they- I, I will I will say there's a couple of things about that last paragraph that bother me. Uh, it comes four days before my birthday, Yeah. which I'm a little bit like, oh, That's know. what I was thinking I when I saw that. Yeah, September 28, 2015, I thought the world was going to end when I was 30. That was a dark day. <laughs> but also, yeah, you're right about uh, Germany's Christian Democratic Union Party. A lot of scary words. Yeah. Uh, you know, Christian, Germany, you know, union. <laughs> that's all. It's all pretty scary. <laughs> so I don't know what to think about that party. I might have to. I'm a little worried to Google, like, what their, you know, beliefs are and everything. I bet Hon it's pretty, pretty not good. Honestly, though, I bet that is a considered a right wing party in Germany. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, I bet it is. But I don't know German politics. But uh, anyway, so. He said this before the date occurred. They thought this meant was an ominous warning. So they went to the modern day version of a Nostradamus known as yep. the Simpsons. Of they, course. They scoured and they found the answer they were looking for. Episode 24 of season nine, which together makes 924 in this episode it's everyone's favorite, you know, type of people you just love to talk to, doomsday preppers. It's, it's all about doomsday preppers. Yep. In, in the episode, the preppers are preparing in a bunker for the end of the world. They are worried about an upcoming EMP blast. In the episode, the nuclear power plant emits a powerful EMP blast, knocks out all the electronics, then that's followed by an asteroid full of full of zombies coming down to Earth. 
Unsurprisingly, nothing happened on September 24th. Also, Friedrich quickly issued a correction that he misspoke and was talking about (laughs) February 24th, the day that Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense with that one. Yeah, Yeah. so it's like... Sorry, I I I meant February, not September. (laughs) Yeah, a little mental fuck up. And it turns QAnon into, you know, fucking (laughs) hyper-elevated mode. How do they scour so deep to find that specific episode and then be like, oh, it's 924. Somehow Matt Groening is this prophet. You know, they Simpsons have got stuff right, but also there's like a million episodes. You're going to get stuff right. Well, we've talked about it a million times. Like when you go looking for red strings and the connections of the red strings, you might end up kind of making your own or, you know, doing like making these leaps to try to make everything right. Also in the modern age of kind of like the internet and needing to put out content, maybe they did it for the clicks, <laughs> you know, they could have, it was kind of fun. I've never seen the episode, but it looked like an actual, you know, funny episode of Simpsons, which can be kind of rare sometimes. Um, one of, uh, one of my favorite episodes was actually earlier than season nine. they, Basically, they all build a bunker because Homer kind of it's this Millerite type episode where Homer believes that there's going to be like an asteroid that's going to hit the Earth. Or no, there's a scientist who believes that an asteroid's going to hit the Earth. But then Homer says, yeah, it'll probably just break up and then be nothing larger than a grain of sand. And it basically like burns up in the atmosphere and then bounces off his head because all of his neighbors like kicked him out of his own um, bunker basically <laughs> there's a fun it was a fun i don't remember it completely but it, that's the gist of it it was a fun I, episode i like the tobacco episode i always remember that one that was a fun where they make like the tobacco tomato hybrid oh yes that's, yep. a, good, that's a good one but uh okay we kind of got one last one here maybe you'll okay. uh have some insight in this now a lot of people in including myself um have actually started to wonder if Queen Elizabeth was actually immortal. Yep. But on September 8th, 2022, she did finally pass away at the age of 96. This allegedly. Sh- allegedly, okay. Allegedly. Now, this show, we're no strangers about conspiracies surrounding the Queen. I think you actually did an episode about her. But, you know, QAnon, they're always quick to take action and find... Their own conspiracies. One user of Trump's social media platform, Truth Social, actually wrote this. May she burn in hell for eternity. So happy. The evil witch is dead. I, they really don't like her. Yeah, I don't know about that, uh, the whole evil witch thing. (laughs) I mean, if, if they would have said, you know, something about reptilian, it would have been kind of funny. Oh, the reptilians were in there too. I just thought that was the funniest one. Yeah. Yeah, may she burn in hell for eternity, as if hell actually existed. Um, it's it's so funny. They, you know, I mean, she's not the she's not the best person on earth, but she's not the worst person ever. No, you know, she's a honestly, she just kind of does a, a job. You know, she was kind of born into a really you know good job. Basically, you can be a little jealous about her for that, but really, what has she done? 
she just kind of, you know, makes appearances, gives a couple of waves. Maybe she's eaten some babies, you know, allegedly. But, <laughs> you know, she's just a pretty, uh, just a normal person, you know, doing a job that I will say most people would not want to do for more than five minutes. No. So, it you seems know, like she the, did a good job, too. It seems so. like the people around her are really shitty. Um, you know, Prince Philip, I think, is the bad one. Um, her son, I think, is kind of an asshole, right? Oh, yeah. Well, she's got um, there's that one son that's under a lot of fire right now for the uh, the child sex abuse stuff. Um, there is I don't know. I mean, basically, she had to live her entire life kind of like in the spotlight and that spotlight even got brighter and brighter as technology got, you know, more and more intrusive. Yeah. So really, I mean, this lady, she became queen, I think, in like the early 50s. I'm. I'm thinking and imagine, okay, imagine a job that wasn't that, you know, lucrative, but wasn't that great, you know, not really, not really anyone's cup of tea. No. And basically you have to do it until you're 96 years old. You have to do that job until the day you fucking die. There's no retiring. No. Like if, if you retire, it's seen as like, oh shit, the country's in, must be in free fall. Like you have to be there like the rock supporting the whole country on your shoulders. Yeah. Exactly. It's, uh, I don't think I would want it, but, uh, no, no, a, mo a normal person wouldn't want to do that job for more than fucking, you know, a day. So uh, some of the conspiracies they started to spit out after she died, um, the reptilians were definitely in there. Some said that she went back with her Anunnaki people, I guess, which is, uh, yep. kind of a fun one. A lot, and I mean a lot of, uh, Q9 people actually believe. Elizabeth has been dead for quite a while and we were simply just seeing a CGI version of her <laughs> or it was a body double. Yeah. Um, unless James Cameron's been directing the CGI version of her for that long. I don't, I don't know if that, uh, that could happen. Now this one is interesting. The bigger conspiracy is right before she died, Trump had posted something on his true social that they deciphered as a decoded message about what was about to happen to the yep. queen. Of course he typed it in all caps. I tried my damnedest to find this post, but this dude, he posts literally, I would say 10 times a day on his site. So yeah, he's the only person actually fucking like using it. Who's not just some, you know, whack job out there. I literally, you know, when you can click the wheel on the mouse and you just push it down and it'll load the pages. I did that yep. for like five minutes straight and eventually the website crashed <laughs> and we were only at October 30th and yep. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't go back for, I didn't know how to find it, but QAnon saw that they said he was going to predict the queen was going to die. And ironically, she died 1,776 days on the dot from when the first ever Q was dropped. Q post or Q drop or whatever. So, Americans know this date. This is the date of uh, the independence of the United States, which would be very tongue-in-cheek, I guess, if she died exactly on that day. But, uh... Yeah. Uh, that date in history, not as significant to the British Empire as it is to the American Empire. No. So, yeah, um, if <laughs> I would, I would say maybe, you know, um, 1066 is a, is a bigger date for, for Britain. 
rather than 1776. It's not really, honestly, I took a British Empire class when I was in college. They talked about the American Revolution. The teacher talked about the American Revolution for about maybe 10 minutes. But it was mostly like the post-American Revolution and the money troubles that the empire had because of debt from that war. Really, the debt from that war was a bigger thing than like the American Revolution was in British history. Yeah. yeah kind I, of the turmoil, the post did you Did you ever play any of the Assassin's Creed's? I played, yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the kind of, you know, skulking around type yeah. video games. I think you know that. But. Yeah. So um, it's really repetitive. I totally agree with there. But I remember yeah. they had Assassin's Creed 3, right? It took place during the American Revolution. And you played a Native American guy killing all these people. Now, obviously, you killed a lot of redcoats, right? That was kind of your main bad guy. Yeah. I remember people were like, is this racist against British people because you're <laughs> killing so many redcoats? I'm like, bro, this is like 300 years ago. I don't think they care anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not going to cancel the uh, British imperial military <laughs> from, from 300 years ago. So I think everything's okay. I think it's going to be fun. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but after she died too, there's a picture of Meghan Markle, right? We all know her, very, very hot lady. Um, they had photoshopped a on her shirt saying the queen is dead. Of course, QAnon thought it was real and kind of uh, thought maybe she killed the queen, which yeah. I I don't even know. How you, how you can't tell something's photoshopped, I don't really know. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for signs in anything... You're going to find them. What's funny is the same QAnon people who photoshopped like the words onto her T-shirt were probably the first ones right after they posted to, you know, light up the Internet with it to go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get on the message boards talking yeah. shit about it. Let's get so, it. I'm sure a lot of them do that, to be honest. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, grow their TikTok page or whatever, whatever stupid people want to do to try to make money. Now, that is kind of the end of the year in review. Obviously, it doesn't cover everything. I think there's a lot of big things that we could have talked about, like um, the shit that's going on in Iran where they're killing all the protesters, the uh, the Taliban stuff in Afghanistan after we left. There's a lot of stuff with the communist countries outside of Russia, kind of, uh, I don't know what they're doing. They're acting a little strange, but uh, that might be something that happens in the future. Um, so I, I would have left that to Phil's ground, but it was kind of the things that I didn't talk about. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I think those stories will definitely bleed into next year. So we'll probably talk about next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can kind of see a little bit like stories from last year and like where they're going to next year i kind of left that part to you because i figured like stuff that happened a few months ago that's ongoing it's not a prediction it's more just things that are like still happening yeah so i left i i left out that mine are kind of like bold predictions okay. like you know a 1 30 in the morning you know bars closing <laughs> you know shit talking drunken predictions oh yeah so that's what that's what i've got uh, on my my plate right now all right so well this is where phil takes over all right. So first, I mean, this one's going to be kind of quick and a little bit. Actually, it's going to sound crazy, but it might be crazy <laughs> than uh, the things that I talk about a little bit later. But 
We talked about it last year and it did not happen. I kind of, it was a major strike. I I did not do very well. I went back and listened to my predictions from last year. I did terrible. So, <laughs> but I am going to bring one back from last year that I talked about. All right. And that is President Biden actually will bow out of the 2024 presidential race and give up his seat to Vice President Kamala Harris. Okay. Well, technically that can still happen though, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I thought it might happen before the midterms is what I said in last year's podcast episode, but uh, I'm kind of uh, re, you know, recouping it a little bit. And it's the same basic, you know, same basic thing. Basically, Biden, not very popular for the party. He probably has some form of uh, dementia or Alzheimer's and, you know, something wrong with them. Basically, they give the reins to Kamala Harris and, you know, she takes the party, so to say, in the future or whatever, you know, the future holds for the Democratic Party. So I'm, you know, kind of making this little prediction here that there will be some kind of event or some kind of announcement and it will lead to Kamala Harris taking over as president and Biden kind of going into a presidential retirement. Can you well, I'm pretty sure president has stepped down for medical reasons before i'm pretty certain right for medical reasons i mean it's pretty much why lbj didn't run again right so well i mean they i think at the time it was kind of alleged that actually no i mean it there wasn't really an excuse given i don't believe um he was still in okay health uh but it was his health took a turn for the worse after he got out of office But it was kind of seen as, you know, there was a few different things going on. The reasons why he did not run for office again. So kind of like the way things were going, more or less. Vietnam. Obviously, we know (sighs) the ugly face of the hillbilly America showed its face a lot during the Obama presidency. Can you imagine if poor Camilla was in there, all the sexist racist shit that would come out it would just be it'd be unfortunately a really bad look for hillbilly america which they don't really have that great of a look anyway but um true it you know what i mean it's just it's sad that we're there still but uh but yeah i guess i could see it i don't really honestly i don't pay attention (laughs) to what joe biden does i feel like the news I read is mostly there's like a subreddit that just posts news stories and a lot of them are international news. So yeah. I feel like it's either about Russia, Ukraine, uh North Korea is a big one in there, South Korea, stuff like yeah, that. So she she's definitely kept herself kind of at arm's length from anything really that's going on. I mean, that's kind of the vice presidential I was going to, you know, they, credo. That's kind of how they always act. But this seems a little bit different. Um, you kind of like when Biden was vice president, he was always kind of like right there in the thick of it. And then a little bit less with uh, Trump and his VP Pence, just because like Pence and Trump kind of had a very, you know, contentious relationship. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of feels like Kamala Harris is purposely, she's the one keeping herself like almost to like protect herself. You know, kind of like preserve her status or stature. So I could, I mean, it is kind of a wild one. It's if she waits, I believe it is. So he was put into office, inauguration 
of 2021. If she waits till after that date, 2023, then she can run for a first term as president and then a second term. So she can run for a total of just under 10 years. So if she took over the office right now, she could only run for just over six years, be president for just over six years. But if she waits like a month and a half, two months, then she can do, then she could possibly be president for less than 10 years. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so do you know how that works? Yeah, I get, I get okay. what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's two. There's that, there's that two year mark, basically. Brand new FDR. Um, so you still have two years technically. Um, and I, well, would you say it ends if he runs again, then your prediction ends or does this carry over if he was to win again into the next four years too? Well, if he wins again and then it keeps carrying over because if he wins again, then you could say, oh, years, he's just going to leave office. She's going to take over and, you know, try to win two more terms. Okay. But the the idea is that Biden's not popular enough to win in 2024. Okay. That's the idea of this whole conspiracy. I, you know what? I could see it. Um, I don't think he was that popular to start with. I actually think a lot of people who support the Democratic Party were very unhappy with choosing him as the nominee versus some of the other people. But uh, you yeah, know, they they-, they definitely held their nose. When they voted for Biden, but at least they voted for Biden in a way that they didn't vote. Yeah, the the, I don't know. It's just it'll be an interesting uh, next few years. We'll say that Um, I'm sure Trump's going to run again. I would assume I don't know if it's the Republican bill or if he'll have his own party. Yeah, if he if he tries to run third party, he's just going to tank whatever Republican nominee and then you know, Biden or possibly Harris is going to just win it. From what I hear, Ron DeSantis is kind of like the the front runner as far as like possible Republicans go. So if Trump doesn't run, it probably they're thinking will be Ron DeSantis. If he decides to run, uh, Trump has a pretty good chance of actually beating him out. It just depends on like how that campaign goes. And if Trump you know, just destroys Ron DeSantis or if kind of the Republican Party turns on him. But I mean, the Republican Party did technically turn on him during the primaries in 2016. We all saw how that went. So, right. I actually they all fell into line. I so. actually think if he ran on his own ticket, it might be the largest third party votes oh, of all time since basically, yeah, Theodore Roosevelt, pretty much the bull moose party. It'll be. <laughs> yeah. Um That'll that'll be huge, but it's one of those situations where you split the vote. You're splitting that right kind of right of center vote. Right, so. right. Well, okay, there's that one, Phil. You might have up to two to six years for this prediction to come true. So possibly, yeah, I, depending on how everything shakes out. Yeah, unless this comes true this year, I can use this one again, uh, possibly for the next six years. So who knows? We'll we'll see. So the next one, kind of like to start off kind of the crazy one um, that didn't have to do with like last year. Uh, I wanted to talk about something that might be happening in the coming year. We're going to take a look at the looming water crisis that has dominated national news throughout the summer and really ever since then. 
and it's been going on for quite a few years now, and it really does have the potential to decimate the American Southwest. Not to mention many other parts of the world that are also dealing with water crises in their area. Now, in the coming years, due mainly to rapid population expansion, overusage of water reserves, and of course, global warming, there is a definite problem with the lack of potable drinking water or even usable water. In the coming years, though, wars that eventually will be fought between nations for dwindling reserves and tapped out aquifers won't really be happening on the battlefield. The carnage instead will be happening in the courtroom, I believe, as civilians and corporations are going to begin fighting over for what they consider to be their fair share of the once abundant resource. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you bring this up because this is definitely more of a problem where you live than yes. that. Those words aren't even brought up where I live. Um, we more like polluting the water here. But uh, but yeah, it it how like obviously I don't hear Arizona news or Southwest news when you say it's a hot topic. Like what do you hear in your local media? So mostly Phoenix is, from what I've heard in the local media, for right now, Phoenix is safe because we have a few different, you know, we have quite a bit of groundwater built up. We also have um, water coming in from the Salt River. Uh, We have some water coming in from the Colorado River. The only problem is what we have coming in from the Colorado River is going to start diminishing and we're going to start getting less and less of that which means we're going to have to start to tap into our water reserves in the water table, which means the future, maybe 50 years from now, there, if, that, if that all gets tapped out, then you know, we'll have a really big problem, not enough water here, unless you know, it starts snowing in the mountains more and we get you know, water again from the Colorado River. Or, the really big problem, though, I would say, is out in California. Yeah, the... Uh... The over farming, I think, is going to have to come to a stop at some point. Well, they're going to have to figure out. I really think that eventually, well, eventually, I mean, the big one's going to be desalination. Uh, The only problem is it's very expensive, very, you know, not very energy efficient, what we have right now. I think that once we really start hitting like peak water crisis, they will figure out some methods to extract salt from water that's cheaper more energy efficient. But right now, it really doesn't make sense for like the kind of water that we have left. You know, the taps are still running. So everything's kind of okay. We don't really need it as of right now. But I mean, I really do think that they have to figure out some kind of make massive greenhouses that are like the size of a fucking Costco and then just grow your almonds in there where you can recycle the water. Rather than yeah. just dumping gallons and gallons of water on almonds and, you know, basically in these places that won't rain. You know what I mean? Like they grow those almonds in environments where it doesn't rain ever and they're just pumping out the groundwater and, you know, dumping it all over the plants. So I most people could I, I think if you took a cent like a vote, most people would be like, can we live without almonds? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, they are good. I do enjoy them, but I definitely wouldn't care if I couldn't get them anymore or as abundantly as they are now. Um, yeah, I would rather be able to take a shower than to pay $15 for a small package of almonds. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it's 
it's funny, all of this conversation basically revolves around all the issues that always exist in America, and it's, is it, could we do better? Yes. Does it cost money? Yes. So yes. we're not going to do it. Okay. Are we going <laughs> to wait till there's a huge problem before we even attempt to fix it? Yes. Those are basically guidelines in America. Like, there's no waving from, it's very rare if somebody takes initiative to fix the problem before it becomes a problem. Um, you very rarely see it. Yeah, we basically have to be able to see the asteroid with our own eyes before we figure out a way to blow it up. You know, because heaven forbid that asteroid's going to blow up the Earth, but, you know, ugh, costs money. What about the money? You know, what about that fake thing that isn't real anyway? You know, what about that? Everyone's got to get paid. Isn't, so. Didn't that literally happen in that movie, Don't Look Up? There's like a huge asteroid coming and they don't believe them, number one. And then I think they don't want to spend the money to do it. Yeah, they figure out it's like the cost benefit analysis. And they realize that um, basically building a, a spaceship for themselves would be cheaper than saving the Earth. So they tell everyone that it's not real. Yeah. And then, no, don't look up. Don't don't look at the asteroid. It's not real. So all the all the sheep basically say like, no, it's not real. It's. It's not real. That's not really happening. You're lying. Yeah. Like all the scientists. Yeah. That is a perfect analogy of <laughs> how things go. And it's really, really sad. Um, but I don't, you know, as somebody, I try to, you know, do my part. Uh, I guess you would say try to, min I, I, you know, I try to conserve electricity. Maybe that's for my own billfold, but um, yeah, it is something. You know, I wish there's a lot of things that I didn't have to do, but there's no alternative. Yeah, I I mean, there will be when we do get to that tipping point. The sad thing is these technologies will come around, but they're almost it's like they're going to come in too late. They're going to come in past that tipping point. So it's really that whole situation with like, you know, dedication of resources, funding, people giving a fuck doesn't really happen until it starts affecting you. So once you turn on the tap and mud water comes out, all of a sudden you give a fuck about it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those situations. You know, no one cares until the lake starts on, basically. Then they give a fuck about the pollution that the yeah. fucking plant is putting into the water. Yeah. It, nobody cares until it affects them. Definitely. So moving on to the second crazy thing that I'm going to talk about, uh, the second best guess I'm going to give is okay. actually one. I mean, really, it is one of the most feared and possibly anticipated events uh, coming into the 2023 year. Uh, this is coming after the destruction wrought by the release of COVID-19, the decline in the economy and the staggering increase in the amount of currency injected into the economy. And that is the predicted downturn in the economy. Uh, this has the potential to see millions of Americans laid off from their jobs that will further harm the economy with the average American then needing to tighten their belt really with the fears that in the coming months they will, you know, have even less money. It's kind of the same story as with the first Great Depression. Things, you know, seen and unseen economic factors begin to snowball. It becomes increasingly worse as time goes on. Yeah, it um okay, do you are you predicting great depression levels or like big recession? See, that's kind of the hard one to predict because it depends on kind of like what steps are put into motion. 
uh, to slow it down. So if they, you know, if they do things right, if they do the correct dance moves, then maybe it'll just be the next great recession. But if they don't get it right and everyone kind of goes in, you know, the corporations kind of get greedy and go in to grab, you know, everything for themselves and pay off the politicians, it might become like the next great depression. Yeah. You know, if companies preempt kind of like the laying off of people before their profits go down, which you're kind of starting to see a little bit with, I think, Amazon. I believe they were they the ones who started laying people off or no, sorry, not Amazon. It was Tesla. Tesla's begun laying people. Well, I know Amazon did too. Okay. Yeah. So it was both of them. Yeah. They laid off 10,000. I don't know how many Tesla did. Um, that might be from him buying fucking Twitter, but because uh, he's an <laughs> idiot. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, obvi- what's the big component that helped pull them out of it in World War II? Selling weaponry, right, to Europe. Yeah. Um, you have a war going on. Instead of giving them weaponry, maybe you should try to sell it, although they're probably a country that can't really pay it. If they're having, well, you know, the troubles they are, you know, but uh, I'm not advocating for that, but it could turn into that. See, that's more of an injection in capital type of situation. So World War Two, it wasn't actually the selling of military arms. What it was, was the United States government using its money that they either, you know, earned from taxes or created out of fucking thin air, you know. Basically, well, back then, actually, they'd had war bonds, so they were actually trying to pay for wars. So they were using that money to pay American citizens and factories and buy all this material to make tanks, bullets, planes, artillery shells, trucks, all of that shit. They made that and then sent it over and then fought the Nazis and the Japanese with it. Now, if there wasn't a war and we just made tanks planes, bullets, all of that, and then just dumped it all into the ocean, it would have the exact same effect. But they were selling them stuff because they didn't get involved in the war till yes, 41, it was a right? lend It was a lend-lease situation. Like World War One, they definitely were selling stuff to them. Yes. So that really is like kind of a... I'll pay you back later. There was an IOU situation or two with a lot of the Lend-Lease stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it's not like, like a lot of these countries that we were helping were kind of hurting at the time. So we kind of, you know, basically Britain paid for a lot of the help that we gave them with a promise that they would dismantle the British Empire. It's one of the, actually one of the big things they paid. They also paid with some uh, technology upgrades that the Americans used too. Um, so really it is, it's, it was more the injection of capital into the U S economy, giving people jobs is the big one, giving people jobs and then they can spend it on, spend that money on shit, you know, very true. There's a turnaround there, but that kind of, that get, that, that greases the wheels, gets everything moving. But I guess world war one's a bad example because they did that then went into the great depression. But I think that was more because of, um, we think rich people are bad now. They're really bad then. <laughs> like, well, really bad. Yeah, I mean, getting off into a tangent. Yeah. Um, the Great Depression happened because of a lot of different things. There was uh, the Dust Bowl. There was buying stocks on margin. There was the banks failing. 
um, you know, having runs on banks. It wasn't very well regulated. There was a ton of little factors that led to the Great Depression. There was also the Great War. During the Great War, we overproduced everything, food, you know, like metal, everything. After World War I ended, they had all of these profits from, from overproduction. They were given actually loans to, you know, increase their production. They just kept making as much shit. So all of these farmers were making all of this food for, you know, an economy that just wasn't there anymore. The war economy had ended. So basically, food prices plummeted because there was so much. Supply versus demand. Demand true. went down. Supply stayed up. You know, that situation. Very true. That's a good point. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. so your guess is in the year 2023, we could have Great Depression level um, turmoil. Well, kind of more or less the start of a second Great Depression. It's not like it'll be, you know, enclosed in 2023. It'll, you know, like a Great Recession. Think about how long that happened back in 2000. That lasted for years, and we basically are just coming out of the you know recovery phase of it during what 2017, 2018. So you know we came back in a big way, but it took a long time to go up that hill. This is one of those situations where you know you go down, but it takes a long time to hit bottom. It's almost like you're driving in a valley, and after a while, you don't even realize you're in the valley anymore just because you're so deep in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I yeah. would say, as someone who is working in an extremely disposable position in 08, <laughs> um, 08, right? Or was it 07? Oh, it, uh, so it was, God, when did that start? It I, was, I yeah, it was 08, 08 and then like 09-ish it got, you know, it was, it was kind of like building blocks. It just got bad, worse and worse. Yeah. Because I remember, and I think it was like, 10 or 11, it definitely was significantly better than it was um, in 09. And then it kind of like stabilized and then was just kind of this slow little hop. And then, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, now it's kind of going. I wouldn't, I would say 08, 09 was really bad on everybody. And then the following years, not great. I think yeah. you could use the term not great, but not that not as bad as years prior yeah the great recession was a sharp decline and then a slow incline back up yeah kind of to where we you know where we had come from kind of situation yeah so okay how quickly did the great depression start was it a slow one or was it sharp it took time so took time. everyone kind of remembers there's like black day like that was the Oh, there was the Dust Bowl. That was the time. Kind of these things. It was like a stepping stone, like down. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little scared of that happening because that means a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people, right? Well, yeah. I mean, some people think that we're in the, the start of it right now. With kind of like the inflation going up and up and up, it seems like every time you go to the grocery store, shit's costing you more and more. Uh, housing prices, seems like those have gone up everywhere um you know there's a lot of little things we are starting to see gas go down a little bit but i wonder how much it will be during the summer um there is the trucking situation that we had it does seem like things are on the again so that's good but it's just one of those things where it feels like we're on the decline right now 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I know, like, when the recession started, that's when I noticed stores empty, restaurants empty, stuff like that. Like, people not spending money, I guess. I have noticed the opposite of that. Of course, it's holiday season. Holiday season. So it's really annoying. Like, oh, my God, fucking so many goddamn people. I think within the next three months will be more telling. Definitely. Also, with so much happening, like so much of the buying happening on the internet right now, like Amazon, it's really hard because you don't see the traffic that Amazon has. You're not going to all of a sudden, it's not going to be visual to see like a 20% decline in, you know, traffic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, like if you say you went to Walmart every two weeks to go buy groceries or whatnot, your knickknacks, you would notice there is a 20% decline in customers. Really, Amazon, it's just kind of you and Amazon. You know, it's you and the teller and that's it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for, we're not economists. I don't even know if I trust economists, but um, yeah, I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen. Obviously, I assume you hope that doesn't happen as well. Um, but anything that lowers house prices, I'd be in favor of. So (laughs) I just, I just want to buy a house and then die there one day. That's all I want. Just give me a nice three bedroom condo and I'll be good. I don't care what happens after that. (laughs) Give me a job and a condo. I'm fine. I think, uh, the interest rate should show that that will stabilize a little bit. Um, that loans are getting more difficult for people to get. Uh, you know, I don't know how fast they're selling or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, I would, uh, I haven't seen nearly as many for sale signs. I can tell you that. Yeah. I've been on Zillow and I've seen a bunch of places that were put on there back in September, August when, you know, shit was at its worst when housing prices were at its highest. And it's funny because you'll see these shitty little one bedroom, you know, 800 square feet apartments that originally were put on there at $320,000 and they just keep price cutting them down and they're coming down to like what they should be. Yeah. They're still at like 250, 260 for these tiny little, you know, dumps. I bet, I bet this summer will be more optimistic for you. Yeah. Well, that's when I plan on buying. So I'm hoping and cross my fucking fingers on that one. (laughs) But I mean, enough of that moving on Uh, something a little bit more fun, actually. Uh, In the coming year, I believe that a breakthrough in AI will be announced by one of the many labs that is currently in the process of advancing the science, and this will become the next step and perhaps even maybe the pinnacle of human-created AI, with everything later on coming from, you know, AI-created AI. Though this major step towards synthetic sentience will likely be cut off from the main networks, so not really, you know, put into the internet. Do you think, you know, this is a pipe dream, right? Yeah. If they had AI capable of calling or refereeing a sports game way better than the Zebras can, okay, is this something that is going to be, be careful what you wish for? Ooh, I mean, I think AI in general is be careful what you wish for. It is definitely a Pandora's box, but getting into this, this is something that I haven't even thought about of AI refereeing, just AI taking all of the vantage points, all of the views that the cameras kind of have, and then like making a call. That is an interesting, yeah. I mean, definitely it will be the most fair that, you know, say, 
God. I mean, what would the bookies do? Who, who I don't know. How does a bookie pay off an AI? How does a bookie pay off a computer? Like, what do you give it? Robot pants? You know? <laughs> I think they need that for the catch, no catch thing. I think that's the one thing that they need that more than anything. I really, I mean, could you imagine if the AI threw a flag every time there was a little, even a little bit of holding, Not- you would never, you wouldn't be able to play the game anymore. <laughs> that There's is true. Holding on every single play. Yeah. It's just how egregious it is. You know? I th- I think the b- thing that is the most annoying is if they could not necessarily a fucking robot sitting there, but like <laughs> sensors, <laughs> like say in the ball to tell if it hit the ground and it was catch or an interception or something like that. Or if they actually just put a sensor that tells you if they cross the fucking goal line. Yeah. Well, it'll just be like the NBA. I mean, will they have to program the AI into you know, like take into consideration who's bouncing the ball. Is it LeBron James bouncing the ball or is it, you know, some sixth round pick out of fucking, you know, Purdue University? Is it some nobody? Because it's a foul if it's him. But if it's yeah. a LeBron James, maybe let it go. Very you know? true. He's got four already. It's only the third quarter. Maybe let it go. Well, uh, off of that topic here, I did see, uh, ironically enough, you bring this up. Um, they... <laughs> It was a report that they have created the first synthetic AI skin, I think. I don't know if that meant like a bodysuit or um, like synthetic skin for like skin graphing and stuff. Okay. I don't know if that's the kind of AI that I'm talking about. Maybe you're talking more about kind of like the, the human mechanical biology type shit. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking. You're talking about more... I'm talking about like a big computer brain that basically thinks like a human brain. Okay. So really actually intelligent AI. Yeah. The intelligent AI that thinks this will be a major, a major step towards computers being able to think like a human, not including Bezos. Yeah. We're pretending he's got an alien. He's got an alien brain. We are maybe two or three steps away. after this breakthrough but no no like right now you're kind of talking about like you know uh, maybe you're you know rural wisconsinite farmer possibly that's where the ai is at right now we're talking about maybe somebody you know from a, a more cultured someone who can read you know, you're talking about that kind of AI. What's the first thing you think? A non-Packers fan. <laughs> what do you think the first thing they would utilize that for? Ooh, um, if you're as a corporation, definitely trying to suck every single dollar out of what they're doing. So, you know, streamline, streamline. That would be the biggest thing a corporation would do. I think a government, the first thing that they would use it for is maybe also streamline some of their stuff, but definitely um, fighting crime or, you know, kind of like really control. Let's just call it control. Basically controlling their pop into, you know, making all of the little fucking mice, you know, making all the feet on the centipede go in the same direction, basically, would be both corporations and government kind of, you know, crushing dissent. You know, it'd be interesting. And this is more of the optimistic view on it. Obviously, a computer can process things significantly faster than a human can. Kind of the benefit of it, right? 
Yeah. What if they were they created this and the computer was able to figure out how to cure ailments, how to cure HIV, how to cure Alzheimer's? Like the pharmaceutical company would bash it with a fucking sledgehammer <laughs> as quick as they could. True. This is true. I'm just that would be my optimistic take. Uh yeah. you here's the thing we have learned too. If we're following patterns of human behavior, the thing they create is always good at first. Yes. Then it gets corrupted. So at least there's like that tiny little Goldilocks zone of something good happening before humanity destroys it. It's just like Terminator 3. Like when they when they turn Skynet on, it destroyed the virus. But then like eight seconds later, it started, you know, completely going to war with all of the world's governments and started destroying humanity basically. Yeah. So yeah. for that first eight seconds, it was all, it was all golden. But then after that, it was trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Let's not, let's hope for a non Terminator future. Yes. That's the reason why I said it will likely be cut off from any made networks. It'll be left completely in the dark. True. So, Very true. Completely segregated from any Wi-Fi connection. You won't, I mean, I imagine the people if they did turn this thing on, I imagine the people wouldn't even be able to have like their phones in the same building as this thing is. Probably not. Probably Definitely. not. So in the same vein, getting into our next top, a similar advance, kind of if you really think about it, will be the commercial sale of a completely autonomous vehicle that will be made public in 2023, uh, either kind of like a prototype or the actual you know, launch production. Though, much like early rules restricting the horseless carriage at the advent of the automobile in the 20th century, driverless cars and trucks will be hampered by years of litigation and bureaucracy. This will stall the use of the, you know, very monumental feature. Uh, Intel society can kind of catch up with that, you know, technology. Yeah. Yeah. This one, definitely. Um, again, <laughs> you just... You can't have anything good necessarily. Um, yeah. You know, depending who made it, I'm sure GM, Ford, Honda, Toyota, they would be sending a lot of uh, what do you call it, lobbyists um, oh, to definitely. destroy this yeah. thing. I mean, it it won't be necessarily as much as them. Imagine all of the all. Imagine all of the unions for truckers. Imagine all of the unions for cabbies. Anyone who drives a vehicle. For their livelihood is fired within the next 10 years it's the same actually with breakthrough ai so once they plug say a corporation buys like this version of breakthrough ai that you know like there's a lot of people who like all of these office buildings a lot of those people are just kind of like inputting numbers or crunching numbers or doing things with numbers like an entire building of people working all day and a breakthrough AI could do all of that shit in fucking, you know, a fraction of a second like that. Imagine all those people losing their job. It'll be the same thing with driverless cars. Anyone who drives a vehicle for their livelihood is out of a job. You forgot the lot lizards. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Don't I forget mean, about unless them. the robots are going to have some kind of <laughs> that need to get sucked off for an, an eight ball of meth. <laughs> then the lot lizards are, shit out of luck they're gonna have to go horse that is else. true i didn't even think about it. you think about the meth dealers you think yep. about the lot lizards you think about the 
middle of oh, nowhere yeah. uh, convenience store teenager working there. You know, it's. Um, imagine truck stops in a hundred years. All a truck stop in a hundred years is going to be is basically just big hydrogen tanks and kind of like a robot that fills up a driverless vehicle. There's going to be there's going to be no restaurant. There's going to be no fucking lot lizards, no meth salesmen, no runaway teens, no nothing. You know, it's just going to be a robot filling up a fucking driverless truck with hydrogen that was created on site using electrolysis. Basically, that's it. You know what that you saying that reminds me of, Phil? There is a meme and it was like a picture from, I don't know, 1970, right? And it was a mom telling the kid, hey, you know, I bet in 40 years they're going to have flying cars. And then the next <laughs> yeah. picture is the LED butt plug um, that is hot on the market. So if you put in this butt plug, it will illuminate your asshole. So that is where we are with technology, Phil. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, big plans for the future when in reality, well, you could say, you know, in a more relevant possibly meme that in the 70s, the mom was saying, yeah, when you're my age, there's going to be flying cars. And then a mom from right now telling her kid, when you're my age, there's going to be driverless cars, basically <laughs> like, you know, lowering expectations. That kind of when deal. you're my age, there's not going to be no water. There's probably going to be <laughs> famines. Um. Yeah. And then that kid <laughs> telling its kid, yeah, in 50 years, they're going to have pumps that pump water out of the ground <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as they're living in an apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> Honestly, we'll probably look back hundreds of years from now and be like, God, these people were so crude compared to yes. if we ever get. I mean, I could definitely see a world where most of the world is advanced and we're still debating whether it's cost effective for the, you know, to help the environment or get water or stuff in America. Definitely. Yeah. I could see us either, either we hit like a tipping point where we kind of turn into like the star Trek, like Federation, you know, type of living, you know, a moneyless system where kind of everyone, there's no homeless disease. Everyone kind of has what they need. Everyone kind of all the, all the legs on the caterpillar move in the same direction or we live in a time like 200 years after the fall of the Roman Empire, where basically all of these peasant farmers look up at the aqueducts and wonder what giants built those massive structures. You know, one but, of those situations. But they had the only thing they needed all along, Phil, and that was Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Really though, I mean, that was a this is a three banger. Uh, this little section, I am gonna say right along with AI and autonomous vehicle, uh, the first generation of truly advanced robots, I believe, will begin to hit the world stage. Uh, by this, I kind of mean like what we have. There will be like a tipping point in robotics. Also, this either coming in this year or in maybe the next ten years, but to the point where robotics is what we think of having today will be completely different. You're going to have kind of all the functions of AI and driverless vehicles mixed in with robots. And really, I mean, it's going to get to the point where maybe some of that synthetic skin you were talking about, you really get into kind of like a sci-fi kind of mindset of where robotics will, you know, become. Kind of like, like many generations down the line. The thing is, like, with robotics, it's growing exponentially at this point. 
So like something that we had, you know, 10 years ago, it might get the half-life on it getting better. It's just, you know, constantly shortening. So really like before it took 10 years to get something like a big advancement in robotics. Then it was five, then it was two, then one. Now it's every couple of months. It seems like we get a huge advancement. So it'll get to the point where robotics is advancing faster than they can like make the robots. I think all of your predictions so far are not, I wouldn't consider any of them unreasonable. No, not really. I mean, the time frame. The really the biggest thing is the time frame, saying it's all gonna happen. So that's why I'm kind of saying, like, you know, the the breakthrough AI will be this year. It's not like the huge AI that you kind of think of from like, you know, sci-fi movies from like the 20, you know, like 2100, where it's basically like ruling society. I'm talking about just just AI that's as smart as a human. That's, you know, can think, has independent thoughts. Driverless cars, that's not a big one because I've seen driverless cars in my life. They used to drive around Tempe all the time. Um, it'll be the litigation that restricts you from having a driverless car that comes pick, comes and picks you up by itself. Yeah. The advanced robotics, I can see that one actually, um, the advanced robotics, I can see that one actually impacting us maybe in like 20 years, but like hitting us in a big way. By that time, driverless cars is going to be like nothing to us. It's like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, cars are just something. We don't even own cars anymore. They're like shopping carts. You just think about one and it comes and picks you up. It's like yeah. a renter situation, yeah. you know. By, but advanced robotics, it'll be basically, once you have breakthrough AI, driverless cars, advanced robotics, we're going to need to get paid to sit on our ass and write poetry and paint pictures all day. Because there's going to be nothing that a human ever, there's going to be nothing you can do that's going to be better than that robot can do. Very true. Are, do you think the driverless cars will have a gun port? Because what are we going to do about all the road rage incidents if these cars are designed to never crash? There won't be road rage. How much road rage do you have riding on the bus? Here's the thing, though, Phil. You got to remember, there's a lot of psychopaths out there. They're going to get mad about something. Well, yeah, there's people who get mad about, you know, everything. True. But... It's one of those situations, like, think about how driverless cars are going to change the roads. Like, there won't be stoplights or stop signs anymore. All of the cars, when you're traveling through a city, they're all going to slow down or speed up, depending on, like, the other vehicles that are coming at them. So, you're not going to stop ever. You know what I mean? Like, no stop signs, no stoplights. There won't really be, like, too much traffic, because once there starts to get traffic, other lanes will open up, you know... Imagine, imagine you're on an eight lane highway and right now there's four lanes traveling down the road, but everyone's kind of coming into the city because everyone's going to work. Well, the, the lanes heading out of town, you know, turn down to two lanes and the lanes going into town turn into six lanes. One of those situations. There won't be traffic anymore or stoplights. No stop more stop. drunk drivers. Oh yeah. No more drunk drivers. Get shit faced. Just fucking... You know, tell your car to come pick you up at the entrance to the bar, hop in, on to the next, shit face drunk. It'll be great. Yeah, I actually kind of love that feature, to be honest with you. Yeah, no more fucking having to talk to your Uber driver ever <laughs> again. So that kind of ends, you know, like the, you know, the futuristic shit that I wanted to talk about. Some of the things maybe kind of I'm hoping happen. Uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a fun thing right now. Uh, a lot of people, you know, like to track, you know, predictions for celebrity deaths. 
So I have my odds on favorite for a celebrity death that I believe might happen in 2023. Okay. Who is it? It is Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. He... (laughs) He's been pushing off the Reaper for quite a while now. (laughs) Yeah, he uh, (laughs) definitely he's been dodging that motherfucker quite a bit. So he is actually uh, he's cleaned up his act. Uh, DDP got to him in time and he has, you know, he does have a lot of prolonged health issues right now coming. I mean, he is 67 years old, Uh, basically in pro wrestling years. That might as well be 97. Yeah, so. Uh, he was addicted to drugs for a long time. He's had a really hard life, a wrestler's life. It's tough on their bodies. No matter if you live the cleanest John Cena life, it's tough on your body. So, But I believe that his prolonged health issues will catch up to him. And uh, I believe he will be going out in the year 2023. Okay. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know about as much about him as you do, but he's one I could definitely see just because we know his history. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I actually just recently watched Beyond the Mat, um, which was an uh, early 2000s documentary. Uh, he was one of the wrestlers it followed along with. Um, I actually kind of watched a little bit of like the redemption of Jake the Snake Roberts documentary also. So that's kind of where I got this from. It was as I was, you know, writing all this up. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun to put a celebrity death thing in there. I mean, you know, great wrestler, uh, you know, decent motherfucker and not you know it's not like he's a bad dude i just think that you know if i had to put money on somebody you know maybe it'd be him is there anyone that you think like who is on the top of your list or oh, who do you think man, is I, going out this year I was, the queen's already out so. yeah i was just thinking about this ah is i'm trying to think here um is jimmy carter's not dead yet right well, through the magic of podcasting, I actually just looked it up. He is not dead yet as of the recording, and he is 98 years old. I know that might be cheating, but I could see him. Yeah. Um, Him or, or HW? Or no, he's dead already. He's Sorry. dead, yes. Um, I thought Jimmy Carter was still alive because they had photos of him. He still does Habitat for Humanity. I don't know how he does it if he's that old, but uh, I think he was a good maybe, dude. Maybe that's what's keeping him alive. It could be. Uh, I think he was a good dude. Maybe just he, I don't know. I've heard that he tried to be the good guy, and unfortunately, yeah. I don't think you're allowed to be <laughs> in <laughs> when you're the president. Yeah, he was uh, too nice for the office, maybe. Yeah. You know, but uh, but yeah, he's still kicking. I put him on there. I know he's, you know, biding his time at this point, but uh, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. I don't know him personally, but I'm going to say he had a little bit cleaner life than Jake the Snake Roberts. Probably Um, a little bit. A little bit cleaner. Secrets in the peanuts. I mean, I don't know about peanuts. Maybe that's bad. The secrets in the peanuts. Yeah. So, I mean, that's actually good. Yeah. You know, um, there's... God, who else is there? There's Morgan Freeman. A lot of he's always on a lot of people. Um, Betty White was always on people's lists. I believe she may have passed away though. Yeah, she died. She did die. She did die this past year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A big surprise one was Aaron Carter. Oh, also, uh, who was it? Um, I don't know if it was Forrest Griffin or Stephen Bonner, but one of the two guys who were in one of the biggest fights of all times, kind of the, what put the sport on the map. They actually just passed away at 45. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we always make fun of Pittsburgh. Did you hear Franco Harris died? 
I do not know who Franco Harris is. So the he's the he was the running back during the all the Super Bowls the Steelers won. He was oh, the steel the, curtain. Yeah, he was the immaculate reception guy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, I didn't hear that he had passed away. Yeah, he just died uh, on the close to the twenty fifth anniversary of that infamous play. Okay. Well, um, that was just kind of a quick little fun thing that we do. That I'm gonna maybe I'll bring it back year after year. Um, if you want to give us your, you know, your odds on prediction, you know, your top getters, then go ahead and hit us up on our email. Uh, we'll give you the email, of course, at the end of the show, just like we always do. But lastly, we have mentioned it. We already talked about it. Alien disclosure. Uh, yes. The thing yeah. I was happy about until I wasn't. Yeah, definitely. We're going to keep bringing up alien disclosure happening in the next year. Basically, until aliens land on the lawn of the White House and wave at the fucking cameras. You know, the fucking government will still probably claim that they don't exist, even if that does happen. But yeah, until that happens, that's the real alien disclosure. And I've mentioned, I think I've actually said that for every single one of these episodes that we've done, that that is the. That's the pinnacle of alien disclosure is when the aliens come and fucking, you know, present themselves, basically. Hopefully it's the nice one. Hopefully I, it's the Nordics or the fucking uh, the tall whites or whatever, you know, the nice ones and not the fucking uh, goddamn reptilians. Well, you know, the reptilians supposedly are in the White House, but <laughs> hopefully the insectoids. That's the worst one, supposedly. <laughs> Unless it's been a smear campaign against reptilians and they're actually the good ones, but we won't know till they get here. Um, yeah, I think last year I was excited that the disclosure thing was going on, but now I realize yeah. they said they were going to do it and now they are just snuffing out the flame so nobody can ask them again. It's um, just a turd in the punch bowl. Yeah, so they're yeah. not going to be the ones to disclose anything. I think... Unfortunately, we'll have to rely on the crazy people who <laughs> chase UFOs for that. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm saying you can't trust what the crazy people are saying. You can't trust what the government are saying. You got to believe it with your own eyes. And even after that, you still can't believe your own eyes because no. who knows if they got to you, you know, so uh, but, the Internet yeah. and uh, social media has taught you that there is a lot of liars in the world. Oh, especially one that I didn't mention coming up. Deep fakes. Deep fakes oh, are going to yeah. be fucking huge in the coming years, uh, especially with cancel culture. If cancel culture hasn't already ended, the deep fakes are going to be fucking big for that. So watch out for that, too. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's all, you know, that's all I got for this. This go around. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tell us what you think about it. You know, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to hit us up there, let us know what you thought about either what we talked about or our predictions. And we'd love to hear from you. Even better way probably to get a hold of us is on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts, minus SDPodPhil. Cody, you've got one? Yeah, you can follow me at Cody'sAbub. Uh, give me a follow, talk to me, do whatever you'd like on there. The last thing we ask you guys to do is log on to iTunes, leave a show five-star review, preferably written. Just type um, something about your wet dream like that one guy did, if you'd like. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
If you're a Spotify listener, it's even simpler. You just hit five stars, hit submit. You don't have to type a single goddamn thing. And I think for the mental stability of content creators, it's probably better that you don't have to read what people are thinking. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Maybe you agreed with some of our talking points. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you forgot something like Phil said. Reach out to us. We greatly appreciate everyone who does that. All right. We'll see you guys for a new year, new episode in 2023. Thanks, guys.